Thank you very much. Would you guys like to sit down? So, welcome to my inn. I want to tell you about the baby Jesus and why he's so special. I mean, the fact of the matter is, all babies are special really, aren't they? I've become a grandfather, and um, it's a very privileged position to see someone you love very much, but growing up at just a bit of distance, so you don't have all the hassle of everyday parenting. Um, But um, three weeks ago, we were with George, our grandson, and he wanted to watch the snowman, you know, the DVD, and he wanted to watch it with us. And there was just a staggering moment when he, he sat on the, on the city and he patted the sofa next to him on either side to invite us to come and share the pleasure of watching the snowman. And his parents probably didn't even notice it, but to me, that was absolutely staggering. Because until then, you know, yes, he'd wanted to be picked up and he'd wanted this, that and the other, but this was him wanting to share with me and with Rosemary a pleasure just wanting to share it. I thought that's actually something very profound about humanity, that we have that capacity for sharing a pleasure, for sharing what we have with other people in a positive way. And you are all amazing people. The person next to you is an amazing person because we have things to offer, gifts to give to each other that can build each other up and pass on good things. And I have to say, those of you who follow the philosophy of you wait till they're older, uh, I don't agree with that at all. My children, I just got more and more from them as they grew up because it was just so exciting having them contributing to my life, having them change me. And in Genesis it says that we are made in the image of God. I think this is a very important part of what that means because it paints a picture of God creating us because he wanted to share his pleasure we were created for his pleasure and because he wanted us to share it and enjoy his world and make it a great place to be well that was the original picture but we found a problem because there was this gap between what we knew we could be And what actually came out, as it were, something was clearly wrong. And I think everyone's felt that, even those of us who end up futilely swearing at inanimate objects who won't do what they're told. Somehow the universe is not quite there somehow. It doesn't quite fit. So there's this gap. And this picture of God sharing his pleasure became obscured by um, the very necessary process of the law, of making boundaries and saying, You you must do this. You can't do that. And religion became the thing, the way to get to God. As long as you did these things and didn't do those, you could get through. But the picture of God sharing his pleasure with us was lost. Now, it's easy to see Jesus through that lens because he came and he died on the cross and he took all the judgments of the law upon himself. And if, if that's your problem tonight, if you have a problem with guilt or with shame, or with fear, or with something somebody else has dumped on you, 
of abuse or whatever, then I just want you to know you can be free of that tonight because Jesus carried all of that rubbish on the cross for you and for me. And you just have to, to receive it. We have some booklets. Oh, I forgot to carry those as well. We have these Why, G- Why Christmas um, books. I'll put them on the end of my bed. For you. Um, which explain it much more clearly than I can. So you can read all about it. But you can ask Jesus to take away whatever burdens you feel because you shouldn't be suffering guilt. You shouldn't be fearing God's judgment because he loves you. Now, that's great. Let's just pause and think about that. Father, we thank you that you sent Jesus, your son, into the world to take all our guilt and all our sin upon us, upon himself and to remove it from us. And we give you thanks for our salvation. And that it's so close we can just reach out and say thank you, God, and take hold of it. But religious thinking just stops there that Jesus just solved the problem of breaking the law and making a mess of stuff. And I could have preached this an awful lot better 30 years ago when I was so sure about everything. These days, to be honest, I'd say I have less theology, I'm less interested in the details, and I'm much more excited about Jesus. Because, you see, Jesus came to restore the picture of God that was there in the beginning of him sharing his pleasure with us. Jesus told us that God is our Father. Jesus told us that our Father in heaven wants to bless us. He loves us. He wants to give us good things. He told those who were stuck that God is still at work, that it's not all stitched up and all settled and God's just up there ticking boxes making sure we're doing the right things. And he told us that God wants to share his work of creation, his work of bringing in the kingdom of God, of making this universe ever more glorious. He wants to share that with us by making us his children, making us participants in what he's doing. So Jesus came, and he is God with us. One of his names that was prophesied was Emmanuel, which means God with us. I just want to finish with a simple story from much later on in Jesus' life. And you can find it in these Gospels of Mark, which will also be out on the end of the bed. You may find that a more appropriate way to get in and just, just look at Jesus. Just take it away by yourself. If all you've ever heard about Jesus is from religious people, as you might say, I suggest you take one of these and get alone with it and meet Jesus for yourself. But in here, there's a story in chapter 4. I have it marked. What did one eye say to the other? Between you and me, something smells. Hmm. <laughs> now, I had to, get the cracker, I had to get some crackers to get the crowns for the kings. But in here, he tells, there's a story of Jesus and his friends crossing the Lake of Galilee in a boat. And 
Jesus was in the boat with them. He was asleep. And a great storm arose. And it, it frightened even the hard-bitten fishermen who were with him. And they were terrified because they thought they were going under this time. And one of them had the bright idea of waking up Jesus. And he stilled the storm. And he said, why did you have so little faith? But what's important to me at Christmas about that picture is that, you see, in the traditional legalistic religious view of things, Jesus wouldn't have been in the boat. Jesus would have been on the clifftop with his clipboard, checking whether they were doing the right things, waiting to see if they'd give exactly the right signal so that he could move in and help. But he'd be up on the clifftop. But Jesus was in the boat. And I think if that boat had gone down, he'd have gone down with them because he was in there with them. And that's what this story is that makes Christmas so special. That it's about God being with us, not content to sit in heaven. But he's come to live the life of a man, to go through all the experiences of your life and more, and live this extraordinary life that just shattered all the thinking of the authorities of his time. They just couldn't cope with him. That's why they had to crucify him. He restored the image of God, our Father, in heaven. And I guess the only question I want to leave you with is that Jesus is in the boat with you. Whatever storms you go through, my only question is, will you wake him up? Thank you.